0: Are you listening? Are you listening? Are you listening? Yo, my G! Are you listening? 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 Hey, everyone. How's it going? Welcome to the Are You Listening podcast. I am Scott, and I am here with my good friend, Brandon. We're here to talk this week about Walking On Cars album... Everything this way. I'm. I'm just gonna start off because I've been begging to ask you all friggin' week. How, did you like this album? It's just a basic question. Off rip. No details yet. I just want to know.
1: I feel like I need to go through my journey of listening to this album. I don't think me giving that answer right now will benefit this conversation. Ah, damn.
0: Okay. Okay. Oh man. All right. That that's more complicated than I was hoping for. But that's all right, because that's what this podcast is is f- it's for. That's what it's for, to uh, give our detailed opinions about these records that the other one brings to the other. So I'm looking forward to this conversation, just because, like, I like bringing stuff to you and finding out how you feel about it. Let me hear about
1: the history of this band
0: and some of the... The stuffs about the band.
1: Yes. The facts.
0: Gotcha. Uh, well, first off, I want to start off by apologizing for last week. When I brought this record to you, I mentioned uh, or you mentioned that I sent you a couple clips uh, of some of the songs. And I said, yeah, those were off their second record. And I said the second record's name was Monster. That's not true. That was the single's name off the album Colors. So just wanted to point that out. Apologize. Get the record straight. It's a little bit of continuity. Right. So that being said. I'm going to start off by saying, uh, by telling you how I came across this band, actually. So I, I let you know that found the band when I went to Ireland for my sister's wedding, which was amazing. Spent some time there after the wedding, just traveling around the country, going from city to city, you know, checking out castles and landmarks and, you know, just the culture of Ireland. Went to the oldest bar in the world there called sean's bar pretty awesome fun just sean's bar yeah it's just sean's bar it's sean's bar good for sean the foundations date back to like 800 or something like that it is ridiculous how old this bar is yeah
1: europe's crazy when you think how old things are and how not
0: old things in america are dude for real like it, it just shows you how young our country is when you see things over there like castles and stuff there's no fucking castles over here in america not really not like the ones in europe no so uh yeah saw a bunch of those rolled around the country really awesome uh we ended up i want to say it was the third to last day we were there somewhere towards the end of our trip that we ended up in a city called killarney um we stayed at this awesome airbnb like irish farmhouse made of a bricks and rocks and you know it was super cute on a field and everything. There was a farm across the street. Awesome. Uh just on the outskirts of Killarney. And we were there for two days. Uh the first night we were there, my family and I went to the main city and decided to walk around, find something for dinner, go to a little pub, whatever. And we see this place called Music Express. And I had been fiending to find like a music store. Just because I'm always on the on the lookout for it and go inside. And it happened to be the week that a new uh, Bruce Springsteen record came out. I go and ask the guy at the counter. I'm like, God, do you have the new Springsteen album? He said, no, you know, it's Father's Day week. It, and uh, everybody wanted that. So, you know, I'm out. I can order it for you. And I said, I don't know if you can tell, but I'm not from around here. And he was like, yeah, I gathered that. And I was like, thanks, thanks for offering to order it for me. But yeah, I won't, I won't be here to pick it up. He's like, okay. So I go and look around and I pick up uh, a Hozier CD and a Glenn Hansard CD. I kind of go up to the to the counter. I'm like, so I'm looking for some ir- good Irish rock music. And he's like, there is none. Oh. Uh-huh. And we, we chuckled and, you know, a little joke there. Um, and he was like, "Let me let me go check something. He goes and grabs two more CDs. This album from Walking on Cars, everything this way. And then a, a CD from a band called The Coronas. He brought the the two CDs to me and he was like, Do you want to listen to it before you buy it? I was like, sure, okay. He slid open the Corona CD, popped it in, listened to the, like the first, I don't know, 15, 20 seconds of it. And I was like, Yeah, it's sold. I don't care. You know, it's it's something new I wanted to experience. So um he put the corona cd down he's like you want to listen to this other one i was like no i trust you i just heard what you what you gave to me i'm good let's go so buy all four cds super stoked i actually took a picture with a guy which is funny i don't know why i did that sounds like that. i need to go on the twitter <laughs> i can throw it up on twitter um but yeah so grab those four cds get in the rental car there's no cd player oh no <laughs> i don't <laughs> oh no i don't have a disc man on me oh so day's ruined. no way to listen to it so, so i pack the cds away fly them home get home hold on so you didn't listen to this album in ireland at
1: all not at all oh because the entire time i was listening to this album the entire time in my head i pictured you and your entire family in some irish car traveling the countryside blaring this album nope like I in my head I had this whole thing drawn up like your family just you you were so into this album together and you were <laughs> loving the Irish
0: countryside. Okay. Okay. You- I did absolutely love the Irish countryside. But uh yeah, no I had no way to listen to this before I got home. I may have listened to this
1: album completely incorrectly then.
0: I mean, when I listened to it, it reminds me of Ireland. All right. But not because I listened to it while in Ireland. So I flew the CD's home, get home. I think I still had like a day or two left with my mom and stepdad. So didn't listen to him then. On the drive home, threw in the the Corona CD, listened to that with my wife and my son, dug it. I think I waited like another, I don't know, two, three days to listen to it, to this one in the car. And I was like, oh my God, what was I waiting on? Wild it's wild. So yeah, I uh, listened to it and then played it for my wife, played it for my son and we love it. So so the whole family loves this thing. Oh yeah. We'll sing along to
1: it all three of us in the car. And it's not just and that's the thing, like you all love this album separate from Ireland. Yeah, like, the Ireland vacation. Yes,
0: it's part of it, but it wasn't it wasn't like the soundtrack of the experience. We actually don't have a soundtrack to that experience because the car that we had Had like it had a radio, but we were busy, it had no aux input, and we were busy trying to keep our maps on our phone up so we could find out, figure out where we're going. So there's no music aside from pub music, like, like bands that play in pubs. Uh, but yeah, that's so that's the story of how I found the band. Cool guy at a record shop, you know, passed it off, and before listening to it, just like I felt it felt like my old harmony house days where I just picked something up for the cover. Yeah. Uh, but this time, yeah, just asking a dude, you know, what's good. And he just passed it off to me and I was like, yeah, let's do it.
1: And the fact that if you like that Corona's record too, like two for two, that's, that's a pretty, uh, that's a pretty good, good, good average there.
0: Yeah. No, it was fantastic. I wrote to the, the shop owner that I went to like thanking, his employee, I can't remember the guy's name now, but thanking them for uh, you know for turning me on to these two bands was pretty sweet. That's awesome. Yeah. So we'll jump into the history of the band now. Uh, walking on Cars. They started off as a four-piece Irish indie pop rock band from County Kerry. Uh, they formed in 2009 and stayed active until August 21st, 2020, when they announced their breakup. They announced their breakup. The same day that they put out a six-song EP titled "Clouds," they they threw out this EP and then were like, "Yeah, we're done." Isn't that crazy?
1: Yeah, that's weird. I guess Clouds put them through it. They were like, "We can't anymore. <laughs> we're done. This is all we got."
0: I think the uh, I think Colors put them through it. Their second LP. And when did you say they formed? Like, what was the first? What was the year? Two thousand nine. They formed in 9 Okay. Yeah. So I started off as a four-piece band. Got a, another guitarist to kind of flesh out the sound uh, turn into a five-piece band consisting of Patrick Sheehy who's the lead vocals the piano and guitar uh, Sorcha Durham who is piano and vocals Paul Flannery who's bass and vocals Evan Hadnett who's drums and percussion and Dan Devane who is the guitarist Dan ended up leaving the band in 2018 in the middle of recording their second LP Colors um, and Patrick said he, meaning Dan, decided that he'd had enough and we had to accept it and respect it. It was a shock to all of us, obviously, um, concerning Dan's leaving the band. So that's pretty crazy. Like, in the middle of recording, he's just like, I'm out. I, I did as much research as I could for a band that's in Europe and has, like, no, nothing about them in this country. And they've never hit any of the charts in America on, with anything? All the chart stuff that I found was all Europe. The band released two EPs previous to the release of Everything This Way. Uh, they released their first EP titled As We Fly South in 2013, which included their single Catch Me If You Can, which made it to number one on the Irish iTunes chart.
1: So Catch Me If You Can, which is the opener of this album, was on their first EP.
0: Did it sound similar? Like, have you listened to that EP? I, Nope. I haven't been able to find either of the first okay. two EPs. I imagine it's probably close. I mean, there's probably some, you know, musical changes here and there, maybe some vocal delivery changes, but I imagine it's probably the same. I mean, that song, like I said, reached to number one in the Irish iTunes charts. I wouldn't change a damn thing and just keep selling the hell out of it. They released their second EP, Hand in Hand, in 2014, which contained the singles... Always Be With You, and Speeding Cars. So this
1: album is more of a, like a re-record of two EPs, essentially.
0: I imagine, well, I mean, the first one was only, shoot, I looked that up. It was only like four songs and the second one was three songs. So I mean, it was something like that. It wasn't, it didn't add up to all the songs that are on this record. Speeding Cars off of uh, their second EP garnered them some international success and led to the bands releasing their debut debut album, Everything This Way, on January 29th, 2016, which peaked at number one in Ireland. So
1: this was a, a huge hit album in Ireland. Yeah. On like their on like their main charts, like their pop charts, not just like rock
0: charts or indie rock charts. Just Ireland's charts of music. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. The album ranked number one in Ireland, number one hundred and fifty-seven in Belgium. Number twenty-three in Denmark, number seventy-six in the Netherlands, and number twenty-six in the UK. Th- that's all the chart numbers I got for this record.
1: I'm not a chart master. I don't understand why any of this matters. I don't know. I don't know what this means.
0: <laughs> me neither. But it's it's fun facts.
1: I love fun facts.
0: I have records that came out in in January on January twenty ninth, two thousand sixteen. That we would know. Okay, hit me with them. Barry tomorrow came out with earthbound dream theater came out with the astonishing Sia came out with this is acting and Yanni came out with sensuous chill. Well, we know what hit the top of the charts. It was Yanni. (laughs) Uh, Number one on the album charts uh, here on January 29th, 2016 was David Bowie's black star. Okay. Panic at the disco death of a bachelor came out around that time. And Rihanna's Anti came out around that time. I mean, I guess we're too close to it to remember,
1: like, once you're so far from a year and, like, you'll start, like, hearing albums from then and be like, oh, this is a really good album of that year. But I feel like we're still kind of close to 2016 where we don't really associate individual albums with 2016 yet.
0: Right. I mean, it was only five years ago.
1: Yeah, at least I don't. No, I don't either. I can't think of an album from 2016 that I'm like, yeah, that was a hell of an album from 2016. I'm sure I own some and and (laughs) know some, but offhand,
0: I don't have any knowledge of a 2016 banger. Yeah, I can't think of one off the top of my head either. Just because, yeah, it is so close that I'd just be like, oh, that just came out. Like, I still rock this in the car. What was the single off this album? The first single was uh, Catch Me If You Can was the single off this album. They opened the album with the single. Well, yeah, that's a,
1: that's a weird move. I feel like that's a really weird move. <laughs> I don't know how I would arrange the tracks on this thing, but o- opening with the singles weird to me.
0: I don't know. I mean, you seeing as how it was off an earlier EP that the song charted, like you already know their success there. So why not start the record off with a, just a banger.
1: Yeah, I guess there's other songs on here too that they knew that you that know is going to. They, gonna they knew were successful. Um, I guess I can. I, I'll walk you a little bit through my adventure in this album and how listening to it for me went. Okay. I started listening. I,
0: I don't. I don't like how this is starting out. <laughs> Every time,
1: like I'm listening to an album for the show, it the first time I listen to it is on my morning walk where I am doing nothing but walking and listening to this album. So I am very heavily invested, actively listening to this album, like, whatever it is at the time. Right. And off my first listen, three tracks in, I I had to, like, I had to jot this down, major youth group church camp vibes. Like, the the whole (laughs) album just sounded to me. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I've heard good music at, like, a youth group at a church camp, but that's the vibes I got three songs in. I was like, oh. So... I'm a church camp, or like this is a youth group. Everybody's everybody's like faux positive, <laughs> and it's not really. It doesn't. There's it doesn't seem genuine to me. Okay, it just seemed they just seemed like cookie cutter good pop songs. Like that's just that's what I was getting out of the first listen through. I was just like, these are just good cookie cutter pop songs. Yeah, and then I started to spiral a little oh, bit, no. <laughs> so deeply into do do I not like male
0: vocalists? Like that's where I hit with this album. Oh wow. Okay. I, I just, I, so you you mean pop, pop songs by male vocalists?
1: Yeah. Or I, again, I wish I was more of a musical scholar and I'm working on it. I've bought some books to read to be able to articulate these opinions better, but I don't know if it was the tone or just the, the manner of singing, the style of singing, but okay. the, the vocals, the vocals took me out of every track. Wow. Like, I like every track except for the vocals. I, I, the vocals, just for me, they were just kind of there. Wow. Okay, Wow. And I know I sound like a hypocrite. I'm, I'm starting to believe that I should be called like the hypocritic because I'm <laughs> criticizing it and I sound like a hypocrite every time. Like, I'm going to say things about this album that without a doubt, I will end up saying later that the same thing I disliked from this, I will end up liking somewhere else. I know it'll happen. I don't know. I, I can't really explain why. Sure. I can't justify it. But something about the tone of the singing I feel like the emotion is never defined. Like it never changes, whether it's like a breakup song or a love song. The the style of singing is exactly the same. And there wasn't any emotion behind the motive quote of the song. And I understand pop music doesn't have to have that. Okay, It can just be fun loving pop music. But I think with the content of some of these tracks, I was expecting... Some some different emotions in the in the vocals.
0: Okay, I gotcha. That's that's funny because I have almost the exact opposite opinion of the vocals on this record. I love the guy's voice, you,
1: but I I'm also aware you are a fan of this, for lack of a better way of explaining it, like singer songwriter mm-hmm. vocals, which I'm not really. Yeah, I never really got. Honestly, I I I did. I may have done more research on looking up this one particular thing because the guy's vocals in some of these songs reminded me of a guy who performed on like the Disney channel in like 99 or 2000, like in between Disney channel, original movies, his name was like Johnny something. Maybe he had like long hair, but that's all I remember. I was like, this sound that reminds me of that. And I remember watching that and I was like, okay, this is fine. Like I get its merit but it just wasn't appealing to me. Okay. But that guy was also doing Interesting. singer-songwriter stuff, whereas, like I said, all these tracks, I think a lot of them are super catchy, and it's just the vocals take me out of it. But I do have some songs, like song by song, I have some things about certain songs to talk about also.
0: Well, before we get into that, let me give you the, f- the fun facts on this record. Please do. Walking on Cars won the Red Bull Bedroom Jam Competition and gained extensive radio play with their single Catch Me If You Can. As a result, the track reached number 27 in the Irish charts, where it remained for over 20 weeks. So that was before the EP came out. They did the Red Bull Bedroom Jam. Um, the first EP, As We Fly South, was recorded in Attica Studios in Donegal and was produced by Tom McFall, who also produced such bands as The Editors, Block Party, Snow Patrol, and REM.
1: Okay, for I know for a fact I hear Snow Patrol in here. Like that, I I hear some some Snow Patrol. Snow in Patrol it. is another Irish band. Are Snow Patrol's Irish? Yeah, yeah. What was their hit? Did it have to do with cars? Uh, was it called Chasing Cars? It doesn't really matter. But what uh what REM album did he produce? Do you know?
0: He did three. One that uh, live at the Olympia, so that doesn't really count. No, it's a live one. Collapse into Now. Okay. And accelerate. Okay. Yeah. I haven't were the two studio albums he produced. uh,
1: I'm only on document because as you know, I'm listening to REM chronologically and giving like time for each album to breathe with me. And I'm only I I haven't listened to Document yet. Documents the next one. Like we just listened to Life's Rich Pageant and then Documents Next. So I haven't gotten to those albums yet. But that will be in my head now when I get there is the
0: producer that did He didn't do this though. He did the REP. He did the EP, yeah. Okay. I'll get I can get into the producers on, on this album too uh, in a minute. Um Everything This Way is 12 songs, forty five minutes and fifty nine seconds, recorded at State of the Arc in London, produced by My Riot, who also produced their second album, Colors. Um Everything This Way was the first album to knock Justin Bieber's album Purpose. I almost said Porpoise, that's funny. Purpose from number one on the Irish charts. That's a different album. So this thing knocked off Justin Bieber.
1: Um, I have a lot of questions for you about this album when we're done with everything. Like, I, I have some questions regarding... This is not my normal kind of album. And I know that. That's, that's why I have these questions. Okay,
0: well, let, let's jump into that. We'll get to reviews in a minute. I have the questions
1: because, like, if you love this, but when I'm listening to this, I hear a lot of, like, American... It just sounds like American radio pop and it like it sounds like a and these are going to be great examples but like a harry styles or a just just i mean i guess he's not american but you understand what i'm saying things that are big on the american charts in here yeah and I, it just like while i'm listening to this i was like there's no way he can shit on these people and enjoy this because it's, it's very similar. But then like the way I was justifying it was that you and your family were traveling a foreign country's countryside <laughs> in the car. I was like, Oh, well if that memory is associated with it, of course it'll,
0: that that's what did it, but it's not. So I'm completely at a loss. <laughs> I know. I know. It's crazy. This is definitely not my, like it, it's not in my musical lane. Usually like I'm not, A pop music guy mostly. Is this in your the rest of your family's lane though? Like, would this be something that they get behind? Not really. Okay. I mean, I guess my wife listens to more poppy stuff. Like, she was just singing along to Selena Gomez the other night. Oh, was it the was it the album? Was it Rare? Was it from Rare? I don't know something about Hands or something. I
1: don't (laughs) remember. (laughs) Shit.
0: I should text her and figure out what the hell the song was called.
1: So, do you think? that you're that you associate this closely with that vacation it sounded like it was absolutely just almost perfection do you associate and maybe your whole family do you all associate this album with that time and then it makes the listening a completely different experience
0: i know that i originally associated it with the vacation and that's why i was kind of so open like i told the guy at the shop like just whatever like i didn't want to listen to it just listen to 10 seconds off of another CD and just decided, yeah, that was good enough. So I kind of, I kind of do, but when I got into listening to it, I really did enjoy it, which is strange. Cause it is very like, there are some songs on here that are like super dancey that I'm not, I'm not a dancey music type dude. Like the most dancing I do is jumping up and down.
1: Yeah. And, I, and like, I am into some really dancey stuff a lot. So like I'm I'm interested to see what's what are your songs off this. You want to
0: know what's top three right now? Yeah,
1: yeah. Give me your top three, and then give me one at a time. And then if 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 it's one I have written down something about, then we'll touch on that.
0: My favorite song is Two Stones, uh, it's the second track, which is probably the most the <laughs> Christian youth camp song, yeah, on this entire record. And I get it. Like I'm not a sur- super. That's where the big church vibes came from. Yeah, for real. And I get it, but. I I don't know what I get out of it. It's a radio hit through
1: and through. All these songs on this record kind of are. I have written down, it says, I know I've heard this song on the radio. <laughs> I I know I have. There's no there it it was it was that familiar when I was listening. I was like, Yeah, I've heard this. There's a lot of moments on this album where I I, I could hear a pop song that I recognized, but I couldn't connect it because I'm not that heavily invested into pop music really like I like a lot of pop sure. music but i'm I'm not heavily enough influenced that, that I'm like, oh hold on this sounds like this part from this artist but there were parts on here where I was like, I have heard that exact like chord progression the exact way he moved his voice up and on octave or something it's just there's there are a lot of parts on sure. here that I was like that's that that I mean it's the blueprint for a good pop song
0: and I think I was gonna say, I think that's just pop music, right? I like, guess so. You, you kind of have to pop music in, uh, in and of itself is kind of formulaic, you know, like I said, I think last podcast where I was like, I'm more of a verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus type guy. I think that's just from growing up with pop music, like my, my mom and dad listened to pop music, you know, um, my mom ended up getting into more country stuff and all that type, but the, the basic blueprint for popular music goes on forever. I was listening to something really
1: earlier where somebody was talking about how pop music right now is actually way different. And even the past like 10, 15 years has been way different than prior pop music because you could hear a song with three, let's even say two verses Mm -hmm. and both of the verses sounded different, but now with everything just looping and being uh, uh, so digital, It's just the same thing. There's different words, but the song's completely the same.
0: Right. Yeah. I get that.
1: Like they were talking about how somebody can identify what verse of a Led Zeppelin song it is when there's eight verses from the way he's singing it. It's like, oh, yeah, that's I guess you're
0: right. Right. And that that comes with like having to record live. You know, now you can just, like you said, cut loop on the computer and everything sounds perfect. And and I get it. Like, it is a positive, but it's also a negative. It's definitely a negative in my thought process. I'm a big fan of live recording. Whenever I see that people are in the studio and doing, a, like, they're actually live recording, I get super hyped. Just because the, the history of live recording is so... Like, it, I, I can't remember what it is or where I got it from, where I heard it. It might have been high fidelity i'm not sure but it's all in like the tiny mistakes that make up songs like the little i guess you can kind of equate it to hip-hop ad libs um on songs like but older for me older rock music whenever there's um just a, a scratch on a guitar string or you know just a woo or you know just something oh, shit that's gonna be a clip at the end of the fucking episode, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but it's I I appreciate those things, those little those little moments in songs while live recording that just kind of make it for me. I don't know, it's kind of a tough thing to explain. I understand but, what you're saying, I dig that,
1: but I also think, especially in pop music, I respect and appreciate the perfection of it like if everything's perfect sure. and i think that probably has to do with uh, my, you know my anxiety or something like if it's perfect i know i know exactly what <laughs> i'm going to expect i know exactly what's coming and maybe maybe that's some of what this album did because this album didn't seem as perfect throughout
0: but i i really i think the things that i like about this record is a pop music type thing where pop music if you look into the lyrics can be very Depressing and sad, taking on heavy, heavy subjects, but the music makes you feel happy just the way that the music is written, like peppy and, you know, just happy feeling, but you dive into it and it's slightly depressing.
1: But I think if we're going uh, I'll, to, I'll, I'll juxtapose what you're saying against that Mac Miller record is... I like that in pop music where yes, there's darkness, but there's at least some hope in it. Whereas that Mac Miller album, there was no hope. It was just welling in it. And I think I can, I get more on board if there's a little bit of hope involved with my misery.
0: That's why I was excited to hear what you would say about this record, because the, the way you reacted to the Mac Miller record, I knew that this would be a a, a different type of, of depressing (laughs) that I could give you that you would hopefully appreciate a bit more. Not saying that you didn't appreciate the Mac Miller record. I'm just saying like kind of more in your lane, I guess.
1: But I also think that the music being as upbeat as is when you're saying something depressing with upbeat music, to me, I need more emotion from the vocals. The vocals just were kind of there for me. Like, like I said, first, I don't know what it is. It might be tone. It might be, just the his voice in general it might be this individual's voice but i just i it just sure. didn't do it for me what's your second favorite of this of this album that
0: would probably be at gunpoint okay. which is quite possibly the most dancey track on this freaking album that has the best chance of getting me to move my hips oh no your hips don't move normally so this <laughs> one's really doing it i am not a i don't dance dude i'm a middle-aged dad you just lean back and do the rock away <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I, I don't dance, and this is the the song probably closest to getting me to to dance a little bit.
1: The part of the chorus where he says, uh, "I'm calling you, I'm calling you crazy, I'm calling you out," or "I'm not calling you crazy, I'm calling you out." Yeah. Every single time I heard it, I just thought of Mr. Brightside, and I'm falling asleep, and she's calling a cab. That's every single time, without fail.
0: I didn't even every, think of that.
1: Yeah. Every single time, and then. Once that got on my head, I just kept thinking, I should listen to Mr. Brightside. (laughs) And then it kind of took me out of the, it took me out of the song. I was like, well, it kind of reminds me, it reminds me of this song that I kind of love. But then that also realized I can hear some killers in this also, which would make sense because they're European also. No, I don't think they are.
0: I think they're from like Colorado or something like that. For real? I thought they were from England my entire life. No, he just has that, uh, that voice that makes it kind of sound. Like he is, I, I if I'm correct, I'm not 100% sure. Las Vegas, they're from Las Vegas. Yeah, they're from Las Vegas. Well,
1: well then, you know, color me surprised, because my entire life I thought the Killers <laughs> were a, were, a, were a, a, a band from like the center of London. Yeah, no, no Las they, Vegas. They live in the Close enough. deep neon desert.
0: <laughs> I don't know, at gunpoint, I, I, like I said, it just makes me like shimmy a little bit, I guess. A little pep in my step then i there's definitely a lot
1: of pop tracks out there that would do that for you oh, I know. don't get me wrong like that is a very that is a very fun song it's very moving like i like the movement within the track i always talk about how when i like when songs have motion to them they're not just stagnant and that one definitely has
0: a dancey m- movement to it oh yeah like the the drums on that thing can be found in like every club banger oh there is there is a track on here
1: that starts out like the first actually i might as well bring it up now it's buried myself yeah. alive by the use so the beginning of the beginning of TikTok. every time it would start i would hear a little bit i would hear buried myself alive by the use and then it would get into so what is what is definitely not of the use right.
0: song that's so crazy and
1: that when that started i said what are we doing in this song and then it got into the song and i was like oh no that sounds more like what i was expecting because i wasn't expecting that interesting very interesting chunks. of that little,
0: there. yeah yeah i got it that's funny none of those three are my favorite off this album well
1: jump into your three i'm curious now my top three is the is the the single that you told me is uh catch me if you can i think it's just a super catchy song i i get it i understand why they put it on the ep and the album it's it, that is a oh yeah that's an american radio hit day in and day out i don't understand how it 100%. didn't succeed over here i don't understand it just must have never made it but that song is very it made me very interested for the rest of the album and then it jumped right into hallelujah and i was just <laughs> two at stones a different level <laughs> mentally at that point
0: um i will tell you this so up until yesterday i actually had catch me if you can as one of my top three. Ooh, and then what replaced it which was the one that replaced it at gunpoint okay i think i didn't want to put at gunpoint on there because it was too dancing like, if you. i'm being honest with myself I, I didn't want to put it on there because it's too dancing. but then i've li- i've listened to this album countless times this week like i can't even tell you how many times i listened to this thing one of my
1: main problems with the record as a whole is there and it's not the problem with the record it's that the record doesn't necessarily fit into like my day anywhere okay like i don't have a like a a venue that this, like, there's not something else that I think I enjoy better. Like, I, like listening to this at work didn't like, and by the way, I tried every one of these. I listened to it at work. I'm yeah. um, driving, driving in my car. If it's a short commute, this, this on the car is, is fine. Like that's not a problem. They're just short, but if songs. I have to go like more than three or four songs though. And I'm just like, um, I mean, I can ch- I'd change it. Like, it's just, but I guess that's how radio music is, is like, it's just meant to draw yeah. you in for short periods of time. And pop albums aren't necessarily ever usually strong albums. Pop albums are built off the backs of their singles, right? And that's what sells them and moves them. Yeah, listening to it, listening to it on a hike, it was it was okay, but it was weird at times because I just I don't think this is a natural vibe that I have. Mm. Like the 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 depressing but bouncy, I guess if that's what you want to call it. Right, I gotcha. Yeah, um, I I even tried listening to as the gym, which didn't really help me out yeah i can't see this as a gym album (laughs) my second favorite track off this album is flying high falling low
0: yes i love that song it's it was hard for me to pick a top three because i like like every song on this record yeah and that's fair that's 100 percent fair
1: the the chorus is unbelievably catchy like i love that chorus yeah the only problem with the chorus is the, vocal the vocals. Like it's just, it just, and then it really tests me getting there, like getting to that chorus. This track tests me getting there. It's like, hold on. You got to deal with me singing this way until we hit there or here. I gotcha. And then you got to be catchy. So it tests me getting there. But that being said, it's still in my top three. Um, and then I guess this would make sense. Also the final one of my top three is another track from
0: one of the EPs speeding cars. I, that was almost on my top three too. Actually, my sister loves that song. She texted me, but i I told her well, she listens she listens, so shout out to my sister Kelly. um I'm cutting that out <laughs> 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 um, she said she texted me on Wednesday, and she told me that she's been listening to walking on cars a lot, mostly the first album, and she really likes them and then I asked her, you know if she wanted me to if she had any strong opinions. And I'd say I'm on the I'd say I'm on the pod, you know, because interaction. That's what this is about. And she said nothing too strong, but I do love the piano. And when they bring in the sort of chorus vocals, the fucking hey yahs of speeding cars had me. And that's a quote. And it's wild. And it's wild
1: because the hey yahs make it sound to me like a youth group song and it almost <laughs> takes me out of it. Like, I'm just glad I'm here to be an enemy to your entire extended family. Like that's what that's what this episode's about, apparently. Apparently, I'm here to just, your entire fa- extended family's going to be sending me hate Christmas cards. <laughs> um, the only problem I have with speeding cars is, and I know it's probably a metaphor, but, like, the whole manipulating into getting attention, like, do I need to stand in front of a speeding car, sounded like a toxic right. relationship to me. So, yeah. I like, it was hard for me to get invested in it off like the first three listens because i was like "Ooh, i don't like the vibe of whatever's going on here
0: right yeah it is kind of strange but it is it's the first track that grabbed me after
1: the first track like after catch me if you can this was the next one that was like hey there's something here there's something here there's something here for you to really you know get invested in
0: yeah and that was like mid album uh might have been speeding cards is like track five i think yes yes and then yes. I,
1: have, I have little bits bits and pieces about other tracks. If you want me to, yeah,
0: let's do it. I want to I want to hear everything you have to say about this record. Okay, even uh, if it is shitting on it, I'm I'm not. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm still being positive just through the
1: lens of criticism. <laughs> right. Because like I said, I like this album. There's a lot of it I like. I like the production. I like a lot of the the vibes it has. But it it's and it's definitely gonna sound like I'm shitting on the vocalist, and I don't want to. It just doesn't work for me personally. I'm not saying it's bad. It just doesn't work for me. I gotcha. Ship goes down. I don't love the falsetto parts in the chorus. Okay. I think the I think the falsetto is is a very big singer songwriter thing. So it was kind of like, you know, didn't do it. Didn't do much for me. Always be with you. Remember how last week you were telling me about? You said Emery's, The question. Some of the songs had. Panic the Disco vibes, this song has mega Imagine Dragons vibes like okay. this song could be an Imagine Dragons track and there's a few songs on here where I was like this is an Imagine Dragons song but I, I can't confirm that because I've only ever, I, I've, I've listened to one of their albums straight through once and then obviously I've heard their, their hits like the yeah, Radioactive yeah. and then whatever the second one was. Um, Always Be With You also reminded me of like a male singer songwriter covering a female vocalist song Like I felt like every note that was sang was like either taken down an octave, by the way, I don't really know what octave means. (laughs) I just know that it's, it's something that it's a a thing. Yeah. I know it's something and it makes me sound a little smarter when I say it. And I can't explain why. I don't know why that sounded to me like that. I don't really know why. Okay. Um, Hand in hand, the, the breakdown ish thing on the chorus, like where it builds up with a, with a drum. Yeah. I'm good. that that wasn't wasn't it it for me like (laughs) i I don't know what i was expecting after that but the first time it happened i was like getting amped up maybe (laughs) you're
0: like wait this this is a pop song
1: yeah the chorus hit and i made that sound of like an emptying balloon while you're squeezing the (laughs) nozzle that's that's what was going on inside of me and then the last track i have something about is we fly south it reminds me of like a knockoff lion king song Like, I feel like it was a song that got cut from The Lion King. Wow, okay. And it's probably just because of the chorus behind it. Like, whenever they're doing the Mm -hmm. soaring vocal part, there's like a chorus behind it that kind of reminds me of the beginning of Lion King. And then he he does a sustained falsetto on the chorus Mm -hmm. that almost makes me believe it's a female vocalist. So I kind of dig that part. (laughs) Realistically, the major thought I had on this is that I think every one of these tracks would be absolutely demolished by a female vocalist. And I know you don't want to hear that. I know that's don't. nothing you want to hear. I mean, like akesha Kesha, uh, uh, the aforementioned Selena Gomez, uh, mm-hmm. Demi Lovato. I think, I mean, even, even if Miley Cyrus wanted to sing again, I mean, I guess she's singing now. She's <laughs> doing weird rock music, but I just, I, every one I was like, Oh man, I would love this song. If it was done by a female vocalist, I would love this song. If it was done by a female vocalist, that's wild the guy's vocals just took me out of it. And I think that's how I went down that spiral of, do I hate male vocalists? <laughs> because I know how anti-female vocalist you are. I'm not really. No. I'm not anti-anti. No, anti, just- you're not, they're not anti. I didn't really mean anti. I meant your female vocalist adverse. Sure. Where they're not going to be the main seasoning on what you're trying to devour. It's going to be the... Right. It's gonna be that little tree on the side of the plate that you know that cilantro or whatever is, is that cilantro?
0: <laughs> with the little thing, the garnish, the garnish on the yes.
1: side. yeah. You'd rather have a female vocalist garnish than a female <laughs> vocalist main course. Whereas I would prefer a female vocalist main course as opposed to a female vocalist garnish. Uh, and then I guess I got a hot, I guess I could throw a hot take in against it. Sure. Against this, um, most tracks sounded like American Idol performances to me. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> okay and I, I and yeah it's it's a little bit of a hot take but it just sounded like they were songs that were like you know how i mean i i watched american idol like never even a full season but i everybody's seen at least like an episode or even a performance
0: right yeah
1: how like some of the great hits by like patty labelle and some of like the you know amazing vocalists be it female or male when they're redone on american idol when they're kind of done in a more artistic or indie way sometimes that's what this reminded me of like it reminded me of i got you and
0: and no maybe that's it maybe it's just like indie maybe i don't like the indie aspect of this maybe because there is definitely an indie flavor put on this pop album and are is the indie flavor the the vocals like is the male vocals an indie style i mean he's not I, i don't have anything to compare it to aside from you know what we hear here but i maybe maybe that's why i like it so much because i appreciate the more indie singer songwriter type stuff vocals and then put those into this pop music i fucking dig it
1: i want to say that has to be it i mean i'm not here to you know i'm by the way i'm not here to judge i listen to some awful music so <laughs> we me too. saying that this isn't for me doesn't I am not telling anybody. I don't want anybody to hear me and hear that like you shouldn't listen to this. Like if you if you haven't listened to this, don't take my word for it, please, because there's a lot of people that will enjoy this. I know that for a fact. I just happen to be one that it doesn't hit my ear correctly.
0: When I heard this the first time, I was like, "Why did this not come over to America?" Like I I feel like it would be all over the charts. Here, Like, I, I feel like it'd be on pop radio stations like crazy.
1: I think it's because there's so much already here that sounds like this. It could be. And and again, that's not me saying that this doesn't have its merits and that this isn't a, a well put together album. And by the way, a successful album. It's not like oh, I'm yeah. sitting here saying that an album that wasn't good wasn't good. Like this album, many people loved it. I'm not saying this album's not good. Right.
0: I'm just saying that it didn't hit my ear correctly. Right. Do you want to hear some reviews? Yeah. Coming up with reviews for this album well, it was a little bit difficult. It, I had to go. Are they all from Irish newspapers?
1: Ireland has the internet. They're mostly settled down.
0: websites. But <laughs> there there is an, a review from the Irish Times. The songs here are so catchy, you'll end up humming along to them, whether you want to or not. Generic? Yes. For the most part, but album number 2 may sort that out 3 out of 5 stars from Tony Clayton Lea okay. of the Irish Times from the last mixtape uh Stephen White says well gave it a 10 an 8 out of 10 but said all in all everything this way was a frustrating listen mainly because I know Walking on Cars are capable of more a fine debut but more risk will need to be taken in the future if the group want to truly stand out from the pack which is a really wild review to me when you're giving something an 8 out of 10, 8 out of 10 to me is, like, really good. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, I, I've talked to you about how I rate things, so I can't say anything. When that's your job to do, it's kind of like you're making everybody happy. Like, they'll read sure. your criticisms and be like, yeah, I agree. And then you're making the people who just care about the number happy, too. So,
0: Right. I get it. I like the way we rate things personally, the throne owner, grown thing. I, I appreciate that more than any number. There's a reason
1: that my entire Excel spreadsheet of media consumed in 2021 isn't public. (laughs) I don't want people to see that I gave an episode of the 2009 VH1 reality show Daisy of Love a nine and a half. I didn't even know that was a show it was a spin-off of rock of love if you remember she was a contestant on rock of Love. oh okay and then got her own spin-off to
0: find her own love oh wow um fortitude magazine gave it a 7.3 out of 10 oh no, no no sorry i apologize a 9 out of 10 but the user ranking gave it a 7.3 out of 10 okay the magazine said each song is clearly crafted with a lot of care leading to a stunning near perfect debut album for walking on cars. But the users were like, nah, not, not nearly perfect.
1: It's making me think that like, maybe, maybe that being the number one album in Ireland is, or was this band's ceiling. Like maybe that, because if, if like users are even saying, well, you know, it's real good, but it's not that good. Maybe that's just where this band hit. Like that was their ceiling. And by the way, how many musicians would beg for a number one record in the country to be your ceiling?
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, number one is number one. It's on Wikipedia forever. Um, I got one more review. Okay. Uh, allmusic.com. The band's sound is not unlike that of any other equally emotive rock bands. However, their cohesion and knack for big hooks hint at a potentially distinctive anthems in albums to come. A 60 out of 100, and then a 58 out of 100 for the user ratings. So Neil Z. Young uh, said that.
1: So AllMusic definitely saw potential in this and saw that they had huge anthems upcoming. What's the evolution between this album and their next album?
0: Well, the next album, a lot less guitars, honestly. And I think that might have to do with Dan leaving the band at the time, Okay, but I know... Patrick um, picked up some guitars and while they were recording that I've seen live uh, live videos of them and he's got an acoustic guitar strapped around his back, but a lot more um, piano. And the vocals, the vocals are very similar on the next album. 100%. So not,
1: not something I'd bring to you now. Hey, you still can. (laughs) Like like I said, off my first listen to this, if, if I would have, if it wasn't for this show, yeah. I would have listened to this album one time mm-hmm. and then just been like, okay, I would have rated it. Nobody would know my rating because I hide those from the public. <laughs> I would have rated it. And then just like, been okay, like my, my life wasn't changed negatively for listening to this album. I don't think my life was enriched by hearing this album. Right. But off that first listen, when I was like, okay, I don't necessarily like this. That made me dive inside myself Mm -hmm. and say, well, why don't I like this? What about this don't I like? And then I was able to whittle it down, you know, scrimshaw to get down to that. It was the, (laughs) the vocals that, that that's it because the rest of this album, I think, I think it's music. It's musically good. I think it's like, like, I love the positivity. I love the hope mm. under the under the despair it's just the the, the vocals and when 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 you do vocal driven music, which is what ninety nine percent of mainstream pop music is, if you can't get on board with the vocals, it's not going to be the easiest thing to get behind as a whole,
0: yeah, right, so you're saying you wouldn't be interested if I told you that Patrick has a solo e p coming out oh <laughs> uh What she does, he does.
1: By the way, everything I'm saying here, know that this is like I'm not covering up any negativity. Like I'm giving you all of it. I initially planned to give you less if this was like a your family driving, listening to this, you all <laughs> fell in love. Right. Like, I was just gonna, I was gonna go under a little bit and just like undersell what I didn't like. But like because that's not what happened. And you, this, this is all of it. Like, yeah. I'm, there's no hidden negativity. I'm not covering up a negativity. No, it's
0: good. Yeah.
1: And it's just, yeah, the vocals, the vocals took me out of this album every time that I started to vibe with it.
0: Gotcha. Understood. I I obviously, it's a throne for me. It's a throne for you. It is a throne for me. I think I could have guessed that. I don't know if that's due to thinking about my vacation and the story behind me getting this CD. And it could be. It doesn't matter either way. Most music music discussion is
1: subjective, like whatever your opinions of it and your past experiences of it are will influence it. It's almost impossible to take music objectively. You can't just take it and be like, is this a good song? You have to be like a Mm -hmm. musical scholar, which I'm working on it, guys. I bought some books,
0: but I'm not there yet. (laughs) But yeah, it's, it's a throne for me. You tell me how much of a groan this record is for you. It's a a very light groan. Like, it's a,
1: (laughs) like, I don't, because, like, I didn't, I didn't hate listening to it, like, at all. Like, there wasn't a time when I was listening to it, and I was like, man, I wish, I wish this wasn't on, or, man, I wish I didn't have to listen to this. The only time a feeling like that came up was, man, I wish I had something better to say about it. Like, that's what I, I wanted to enjoy it more beca- because I had this fairy tale in my head that you and your family were <laughs> driving around hunting leprechauns. Oh, I guess I didn't talk about the uh, the bookend test. I guess I got to mention that real quick. Oh, yeah. No, you didn't talk about the bookend test. All right. Um, the bookend test is where you take the first track and the last track, listen to them back to back, and see if you can find or hear a journey in there of some sort, you know, of any kind. And I I've come to the realization that, even if there's not a journey, I will find one. I will fabricate one in my head, <laughs> e- even if it's a positive or negative one. Sure. So I don't think it can be a pass-fail for the bookend test anymore. I think the bookend test is just what journey you heard, because I'll always figure it out. Sure. And this one is more of a a, a meta answer, because okay. the bookend test, uh, first track, Catch Me If You Can, to the final track, We Fly South. Mm-hmm. To me, it journeyed from Catch Me If You Can being a track that i was interested in i was very interested and, and excited to hear the rest of the album and then by we fly south it became just an album that i'm, I'm okay like I, I'm, I'm glad i listened to it but it's i'm i I'm, I'm, I'm will probably not revisit it like it's just it, that that's the journey it had for me is gotcha the excitement of the first track like ooh ooh what's this what's gonna happen to at the end being like oh that happened okay <laughs> gotcha so kind of a disappointing journey not, no, not disappointing, because if if I left with something. I was enriched and I left with the experience of listening to it even if I listened to it under the pretense that you and your family I'm very bitter about this that you and your family were traveling (laughs) I'm so sorry listening to nothing but this album blaring out of the windows you would get out in fields and dance (laughs) around and I'm I'm gonna keep that thought in my head because it made me enjoy this album more than it would (laughs) have if I knew you were just back in the states listening to it like
0: a normal person (laughs) like a normie like somebody who's not not a world traveler stick with that stick with that vision of me uh walking up on castles with this playing on a disc man that i bought in ireland no giant boom box on your shoulder oh what's your uh what's your album of the week Ah, yeah um i've been listening to the new trivium record in the Court of the Dragon, that thing is monstrous. It's fantastic. It's the best Trivium album I've heard in probably like the last five. Matt Heafy he had uh, he had a vocal problem a few records ago, and he couldn't do his his screaming as well. I, I don't remember what happened. I apologize for not having my backstory correct on this, but I do know that he went to a couple albums where it was mostly just clean vocals, and the uh, I think I want to say the bassist took over harsh vocals or maybe the guitarist took over harsh vocals. Matt is 100% back on this record. He His voice is phenomenal. It sounds a whole lot like their first three records, which is great, I love those records. This is the second album they have with a new drummer and I liked the last one. I did um, What the Dead Men Say was their last album that I liked a lot, but on this one, it's like they gave each member of the band a lot of room to just breathe and fill however they wanted, and the drummer went off. He did a phenomenal job. There's a lot of different. It's not. It's not just like thrash metal drum fills or anything like that. He's. I felt some uh, some black metal, death metal type fills like just. It just sounded great got a like a bassist solo every now and then throughout the record which is fantastic and then yeah matt and the other guitarist freaking shred like crazy and then they they're on like some uh mythological theme type music which is a whole lot of fun singing about dragons and stuff i love it
1: maybe i'll have to check that out
0: dude it's super good the 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 pre-order for the vinyl just went up i'm super stoked about that i i ordered it of course i was waiting on that I was hoping I could get the vinyl before uh before release day, but they just released the pre-order uh this last week.
1: I have pre-ordered my album of the week as well. Oh sweet, what is it? Uh, I missed the drop though, so I didn't I didn't end up getting one of the more limited pressings, but I got uh, I still got a nice a sick colored variant. But it is knocked loose new EP, Tear in the Fabric of Life. Okay. And the EP itself is pretty astonishing, but Uh, It also comes with a visual short film, an animated short film. Right. And that thing is spectacular. It's unbelievable. Like Tara and I sat and watched it last night and it is mind boggling.
0: She was crying three minutes in. Yeah, that's why I haven't listened to that one yet. I did watch like the first, I want to say like the first maybe minute uh, before I actually got into work um, and I saw like the, the car crash thing. Well, yeah, I, I wanted to stop to stop listening to it because I wanted to watch the the video and listen to the EP altogether.
1: And it's if you're going to. OK, I guess I guess we can explain a little bit. The EP is a concept EP. It's an entire story told about a person losing their significant other in a car accident and then the depths they'll go to and the despair and what they will go through to get over that or through that and dealing with that and it is unbelievably good. And and even if knocked loose and that heavy stuff is not your bag, even if you're not into it, watch that video because the music and the visuals combined is an experience. But be in an okay mindset at least because it even if you're not going to understand the lyrics, there's very heavily obviously we know what's going to happen it's going to be depression things like that right just going with a decent mindset
0: now do you think you would you will appreciate the music as much without the video when you get the vinyl
1: oh i listened to the ep before i watched the visual okay yeah i I listened to the ep by itself and the ep and the visual like even the parts that are like cinematic like where you hear the car crash that's also on the ep it's the, it's the same thing oh okay so like you still get the story, the visual, the the short film just adds to it.
0: Okay, I gotcha.
1: And it's 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 right. genius. It's genius animation that's so good and so different and so beautiful and so heartbreaking. It's it's great. Sure.
0: Yeah. No, I plan on listening to it and and watching it this weekend. I guess I got to give you the album we're doing next week.
1: Yeah, the album is going to be Emery's "I'm Only a Man." It's their third album. It's a definite like tent post in my musical journey, like my personal musical journey. Sure. All right. So next week, Emery, I'm only a man. uh, Follow us on Twitter at
0: a Y L pod. Yes. Do that. Interact with us. It'll be fun. You know, let us know what you think of the pod. Give us any uh, suggestions that you might have that maybe we haven't listened to. That'd be great. We can get some uh, audience interaction and that'd be totally fun. I'd love that. Absolutely. Are
1: you listening? Are you listening? Woo 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 little pep in my step